0: Welcome to The Gateway, your compass through uncharted waters of mystical and spirit communication broadcast live from United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. I'm your host, C.L. Thomas. Super Bowl is happening right here in Las Vegas. So there are a lot of tourists in town right now, floating around in all the rain that we received the past few days. And with the tourists, of course, come all the Elvis weddings on the Strip. When people get married, traditionally the vows state, till death do us part. But the union of two people is a contract that expires upon death, that's the idea. But does it have to be this way? Author Tim Baer's book, Evernear, illuminates a remarkable bond between himself and his partner through sickness and in death. My guest Tim Baer takes us on a journey through automatic writing, because of his automatic writing The healing and going through the whole process of grieving. Tim, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I am so glad to be here. This is wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Tim reached out to me this um, probably about a month ago and he sent me his book. This is it right here. Ever Nears, the name of it. But before we get into this, Tim, can you talk a little bit about how your journey into the metaphysical got started.
1: Um, sure, it it really began um, about a, a little bit after my wife Marilyn and I got together. Uh, we had a long commute uh, into Los Angeles from uh, Lancaster, California, through the mountains, and uh, we chose to listen to books on tape, and one we found uh, was newly released conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And, uh, we listened to that book in maybe two, two commutes. And then we immediately started it again and it took over six months. We just listened to every sentence and discussed it for sometimes days. And that's kind of where we began. Um, then you fast forward till after Marilyn's passing. Um, it was, um, that was what was suggested to me to begin being able to communicate with her, was to go back to that book and begin where where we began.
0: So you live currently in the Desert Hot Springs area, correct? Yes, I do. I stayed there over Thanksgiving. Oh, you did? Yes. And I went to a lot of the hot springs around town.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They actually are hot. The water coming <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, they are. 120 130 degrees they have to cool it off for you to get in it so one of the
0: one of the poles i found was 108 degrees
1: yeah yeah you can just <laughs> you can burn yourself pretty quick if you're not careful um but there's lots of spas and things out <coughs> here so desert hot springs is actually um <coughs> kind of a, a little uh, spa community um All up and down our main street are several little spas and bathing houses and stuff that that actually use the hot spring.
0: So I read parts of your work, Ever Near, which is available on Amazon. Can you share what this book is about without letting too much out?
1: Um, The book is about um, my wife's and my journey um, individually up until we met. And then... um, through our marriage and a lot of difficulty that we had, uh, with circumstances that were, uh, created by our getting together. Uh, there were a lot of people pretty angry with us and, uh, the -hmm. book extends beyond, um, her illness into her death. And in the seven years that have passed, I have been able to communicate with her at will anytime I want. It's an ongoing conversation. Um, the book was written backwards. So the book is in three sections. It, uh, the back half of the book is direct communication with Marilyn, my wife. Um, the middle portion of the book is our time together before she passed. And the first part of the book is how we got to be together, both of our personal journeys to, to find each other.
0: So she passed away from cancer, correct?
1: Yeah. Gastric cancer.
0: Can you share a little bit about what happened?
1: Um, sure. Um, it was Thanksgiving, um, twenty fifteen. Uh, we went to her her uh, mother's home for Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, dinner wasn't quite ready, so she had a little bit of uh, a vegetable plate. We got really, really nauseated, which was really uncommon for her. Um, at that point. Um, She was so sick, she had to just lay down for the rest of the day. Uh, From an injury that I had, I was on so much pain medication that I wasn't able to drive her home until much later in the evening. So um, at that point, we actually were able to understand that this was the beginning of the end of her physical time with me. Um, From the first symptoms, uh, we were very busy through February. she deteriorated. She couldn't put anything in, in her mouth to eat. She couldn't drink. Um, and we were admitted to the hospital on uh Sunday, f- late February, um, when she was diagnosed with gastric cancer. And from that point, it took about 15 months of, uh, chemo and surgeries and, uh, we were going to do radiation, but the cancer had, had shifted its location, so we couldn't do that. We did more chemo, and uh, she finally passed away in 2017.
0: Oh, Tim, that's a quite a journey. It, were you it, guys were you involved in anything metaphysical during that time?
1: Um, we had we had always had an understanding from the very beginning that. Uh, we had been together before there were just too many things that were just comfortable. Um, through our time together, 21 years, marrieds, we actually, and people don't believe this, but we never had a crossword, not one. We never, everything was, if we had a disagreement, it was measured. Um, we took our time, we discussed it, but there was never a crossword between us in 21 years. Um, and so we felt we had always been together and, um, we thought that, well, since we had been together before, there would probably be a together later, and why not if one of us passed away? Why couldn't we be together during those circumstances with one of us on either side of what um, what people refer to as the veil?
0: Okay. So a letter starts off the beginning of your work, um, and it kind of goes into... This was primarily the communications from your wife, right? Yes. On the other side? Uh Uh-huh. So the story is your wife passes, and then you're able to communicate with her up until, is that still continuing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I'm aware of her essence at any moment. I relax. Uh, We have conversations about everything, Um, the same as if she was physically here. How did I, these... I need to get this ball out from under the table, or we're all going to die? Excuse me. Oh, goodness. Sorry. I knew that was going to happen. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: So, how did these letters appear? How did I... how did the letters and the communication from your wife from the other side manifest themselves?
1: Initially. Um... I was getting ready for uh, my family to stay at our home after she had passed for her memorial service. I had five children coming in uh, with all their kids. They were all gonna stay. So I was outside trying to do a little yard work. Um, and this is at the point where I, I actually thought that I needed to go back to my spiritual journey. I knew I could communicate with her. I didn't know how. I just We hadn't discussed how, we just thought it would happen and it wasn't. And this was a week later and I was getting a little frustrated. Um, I had the thought, go back to where our spiritual journey began. I downloaded conversations with God, put my earbuds in, went outside to do some yard work Uh, from behind. I actually heard someone speaking and I thought it was the neighbors. And so I disregarded it a couple of minutes later. I heard the same speaking. Um, This is exterior voice to my earbuds. Um, I took the earbuds out and I, I heard her speak out loud the words, where have you been? I've missed you. Um, from that point on, um, we were able to communicate uh, constantly. Um, it was often easiest from if I was outside. For some reason, being inside the home made it seem dull and a little less uh, clear. But I would go on early morning walks, and uh, we would talk about absolutely everything. Um we argued about getting this dog actually that, that was her idea I didn't want him uh and so he's kind of a miracle dog as well uh and obviously uh wanting to control today's
0: uh yeah interview <laughs>
1: um so after um it be- it became obvious down 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 When it became obvious that um, I couldn't maintain the home we had in Los Angeles, it was too big. We had set it up with two incomes in mind. Um, And uh, the pain from an injury that I'd had 20 years previous was getting too great for me to do that. So our plan that we had discussed while she was still alive was for me to move out here where uh, I could use the sale of the home. I could afford a smaller place um, with all the things I love to do. And be able to afford to uh, some help, but the pain from the move got—it was so much I couldn't even walk to the kitchen. I was really in a lot of trouble. Um,
0: well, with these communications, at first, did you think you were crazy? What was the mental state? Yeah, that you it were was. Going it through? was.
1: Uh, I felt very alone with the, with the idea. I knew that I knew who, who it was. What was going on? I was. Uh, I and I was really okay with it. Um, but I wasn't able to find anybody to talk to about it, uh, and I did feel very much alone with the experience. Um, you know, my family is is cert- certainly not not uh, prepared to to deal with any kind of metaphysical thinking at all. Um, so it was it was very much I was on my own. I did feel um, not crazy, but out of place. If, if that makes sense, that, that what, what I was experiencing was not uh, common in my family or normal within my community. <laughs> oh, right,
0: again. It's yep. okay, Sam.
1: Well, he's put this ball under my feet, and I can't reach it, and he can't reach it, and uh, it's under stuff. So, so yeah, he does this whenever I'm on the phone too. So. <laughs> um, so, um, it, yeah, I did feel out of place. I don't know that I felt crazy, but I did feel uncomfortable in that I didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, I, read, I read several books. Oh, my goodness. I read several books on the topic. Uh, particularly, um, I felt really comfortable about Rich, Richard Martini's books, um, beginning with uh, Flipside and now he's written about uh, eight or ten books on the subject, and that made me feel real like I was—I fit somewhere. I didn't mm-hmm. have anybody to talk to, but at least I understood that this was not as uncommon as it felt, and uh, that that I was okay. Um, the writing didn't start until after I moved out here. I couldn't walk. I couldn't move, um, and and instead of uh, being able to walk where I felt really comfortable, one morning it. it it was just get up, get a pen and paper, and write. Um, and since that point in May of 2020, I've got about, about 300 different letters from her. The first book has got about 12 in it. Uh, so there's a lot of material from her uh, to continue the series.
0: And when you say you have these, when these messages come, this is like, you're, you're talking about a form of automatic writing.
1: A, a form. So you're yeah. actually
0: channeling your. Yeah. Your it, it's
1: kind of a formal way that we talk. Um, I mean, we, like I say, we talk about, you know, is the milk going to expire? Things that mundane. Um, but, but at times it just feels like she has something really specific and uh, very intentional that she wants me to know. Um At times it's personal about my own health or something like that, or about our children's uh, situations, But often it's something more profound and and um, something that probably needs shared with a wider audience. You
0: um, what you said about um, a lot of times when we're from a religious background, if if what we're experiencing on a spirit level, is different than what they're used to or what they accept within the confines of their um, dogma, so to speak. Yeah. A lot of times they won't, I mean, it's very easy not to fit in with that. I think right. a lot of I, us had raised
1: very much that way. And and when Marilyn and I got together, we were actually asked to leave our church. Um, so it had been, um, at that point, by the time I started writing, it had been, um, well, when I first heard her voice, it had been 22 years since we had been in any organized religion. Our family still um, believed that way, but, but we, had, we felt that it was just easier to be more spiritual than religious. Um, it felt more true to ourselves.
0: Well, um, Desert Springs is the place for that. It, there's a lot of people out there who have those same beliefs.
1: It, it's, it's, it's a wonderful place. Um, with with my health and mobility being an issue, I'm pretty isolated generally. It's, I'm getting much better physically. But um, for, for the first six years I've been out here, um, I've been pretty much on my own property most of the time with that crazy dog.
0: So. <laughs> How far from Joshua Tree are you? Um,
1: I think if uh, driving, it's maybe thirty miles.
0: Okay, that's you what know. I thought. So if you yeah. go from where you are, if you go up the hill to Joshua, um, toward Joshua Tree Forest, yeah, um, right across from where that Joshua Tree Inn is, where Graham Parsons passed. I don't uh-huh. know if you know that story or not. But there's a big retreat center, and it's, it's, it started sometime in the 30s, and it's still being run. And they, they do a lot of um, psychic mediumship there. They run classes. They have all sorts of different things. They have like a lot of healing stuff, yoga. It might be something for you to look into. Yeah, now.
1: yeah. Like I say, as my mobility is getting better, um, uh, there was a time that just grocery shopping was a three-day ordeal. One wow. day to rest, one day to go, one day to recover. Um, so, and that's just recently uh, resolving to a point that I can actually think about doing those kind of things. Um, you know, it Joshua Tree has always been interesting for me because it's one of the areas that I can get with my motorhome and do some uh, astrophotography. That's mm-hmm. close. That's really close. You know, there's not as much light up there.
0: Yeah, it's a great place to do that.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of subject matter that that would be really interesting. So um, yeah, I'm very interested in doing that. So that's wonderful news. I knew that there were places like that, but I just, because of my situation, I didn't even look, it would be almost depressing to know something was that close and I couldn't make it.
0: Yeah. And they're very open. You can just drive there and go right in, but they've been doing experiments with the government um into remote viewing they were studying a lot of remote viewing they were working with um the gateway program okay row institute um they were running a bunch of yoga classes when i was there and they were tapping into um mediumship and something else i can't remember what exactly what it was some kind of healing that they do okay it was very yeah,
1: that, that sounds really interesting. I will definitely look that up and and make a point of getting that direction as as soon as I can.
0: And of course, you know, Joshua Tree is known for a lot of the alien sightings and all yeah. that. Yeah, kind of
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm uh, that's um. Uh, that's an area that I'm very interested in, but have very little exposure to. Um, however, um, as this book is becoming more um, more out there. I'm being approached by more and more people in what w- you would think is the normal or the average paranormal world. Um, you know, paranormal to me is just anything that's not normal. Yeah. And, and, and the word normal, I'm throwing out of my vocabulary. It's, is it common or not? That's kind of the way I'm trying to think, you know, is this, is this common what I'm experiencing, I've normal is not something I associate with anything good.
0: I have a friend that just texted me and she says she's listening right now. Um, her name is Amy. She had lost someone very significant to her, her significant other passed away. Um, what is your advice to her? I just want to throw that out there.
1: Oh, well, first, first of all, I'm truly sorry for your loss. Um, it doesn't matter how connected you are or um, how well you know that you can connect with someone who's on the other side. It still is really a challenge. It's, it's deeply painful. Um, that said, um, the easiest way that I've learned w- with talking to others who have done this sort of thing is to, is to try to find a way to quiet your mind a bit, to get yourself out of the way. And if you really want to communicate with them, first, have no expectation of what it will be. Um, don't choose for them how they will respond. And then it's, it's simply um, finding a way to joyfully evoke a memory, whether that's a photograph or something. Sit in that joy with that person that you've lost. And that can help move that grief into more of a nostalgia where there's good and bad feelings. And from there, it's just ask questions. Um, y- y- you may think you're making up responses. It'll feel like you're making up the response. Um, or you may not feel anything at all, but continue to ask. And sooner or later, you'll actually um, you'll hear a response to the question, before you finished forming it. Um, and, and that's a real um, real way to know that you have made a connection. but mm-hmm. but also if you hear mu- hear music on the radio <clears throat> that reminds you of this person, um, that can be just as much communication
0: mm-hmm, um, absolutely.
1: You, you can sit in that moment with the person and you're not necessarily reflecting on the memory of a past event, but you're sitting in the current moment with that person. If you realize that this is a new thing that's occurring, and not a memory. um, Memories can bring you to the current moment. But if you realize that that is a fresh new thing that's happening at that moment, that has a great deal more meaning and comfort. Um,
0: It's so true. And a lot of times I I find um, just through mediumship work, that if you ask spirit for a sign, like a specific sign, you'll get an answer. Yeah, but it's just a matter of um, trusting those answers, I guess.
1: Right, and and one of the things that that Marilyn has told me is if if you're demanding to see a rainbow, you're gonna miss the sunrise. You know, so if you must have a red, you know, red bird, a cardinal show up on your windowsill. That may may not be how your loved one chooses. You may be missing all sorts of beautiful things that are occurring in your life that you could attribute very easily to your loved one reaching out.
0: So with all of the communication that started when you were receiving these messages, was it hard? Um, Did it make it harder to process the grieving stage or was it more helpful? Well,
1: it was helpful, but... Honestly, for me, Marilyn and I cheated a bit because we knew 15 months before she passed that she was going to. So a great deal of my grieving process occurred with her sitting next to me. Um, So we processed a lot of that before, which allowed me to not be in such an emotional state when she did pass. So I was able to uh, be open enough at the moment she reached out to me. I would believe she was reaching out to me the entire time. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, but so but yeah,
0: the question about automatic writing from the spirit world. Have you been able to contact other spirits from the other side using this yes. technique?
1: Yes, yes. Um, I have. I have someone who uh, started as a mentor and is now a dear friend. Uh, but she challenged me to write from guides and masters and i found that that's almost as easy it's fluid i was shocked how easy it was and how profound the messages were um you know so we're generating subject matter for like the fifth and sixth book as we speak
0: wow with the communications um do they ever tell you what the other side is like at all
1: um my understanding of of Marilyn's perspective is is that she resides in the same physical space with just different laws of physics so she's right here with me at this moment um I can actually feel her essence on me I can feel it it's I can feel tingling a a warm loving sensation um but there is nothing out, out of bounds um you know there's there's travel throughout this universe and others, there's anything and everything is available to them. Um, and is also available to me through her. Um, that
0: almost sounds like parallel. Yeah. Universe.
1: It's it, It's very interesting when I start thinking about that. One of the things that I've learned for me, and it may not apply to anybody else, but the more I try to actually label my experience the more I restrict it, you know, because, because of the way kind of language works in our brains. You know, if, if I, if I say I can only write from her, it restricts my ability to do other things. If I say that, um, I only receive communication outdoors, like I felt early, it really restricted what I could do. I didn't know. Um, so, so, in many ways, um, what we experience is very much um, open and not being from this world until recently, um, this world of spirit communication. I don't have a lot of labels myself that I understand. Um, you know, I'm still learning the uh, the dialect and language of spirit communication even though uh, what i'm experienced may be very advanced
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, if that makes sense oh
0: yeah absolutely uh, you know, i don't understand that. what i'm
1: doing i don't have a label for what i'm doing um, other people ask me all the time is it this is it that and i just i just don't know yeah. and i to me it i'm not sure it matters to me um, it may matter very much to many other people to understand what it is i'm doing and that's fine. And, and um, you know that to me that's that's no problem at all. If somebody else understands better what I'm doing, I'd love to hear about it.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's just a thing. I think with especially within the paranormal community, they're so quick to put to to group everything into these terms, right. A lot of times. And I think it's just because you know somebody wants to be called an expert at, at this and that. But let's be real. Nobody is an expert on anything in this field. They're really not. I don't care how long you've been doing it. Stuff changes almost daily in this field. I um, I,
1: don't, I, don't doubt it. It, it. Just my experience with it just in the last few years that is growing day by day. It, it It's like I had this narrow ability to speak to one person. And as I'm coming into this, this uh, world of spirit, all of a sudden, it's like 180 degrees, everything, everything in front of me and actually all around me is available um, that I didn't even know existed. Um, You know, so, so for me, it's, it's really an exciting time. It really is.
0: So you have a quote from your book that I really liked. Um, And it says, nothing is forever lost. We continue to exist with those we love.
1: Yeah. Uh, that That is kind of the uh, the whole book in a nutshell.
0: It is. But this was like a direct quote from one of the letters that your yeah. wife wrote. And just that line, um, we go through so much in this life, but in actuality, nothing is forever lost. Yeah. It, is it, what you're saying. Do you find that these letters... Oh. It's almost as if she's guiding you like a guardian angel. Oh,
1: def- definitely. Um, you know, I've had I've had people ask me if if she's actually my guide, and I stumbled over the question um, because I I it, it was something I'd never considered. I, I believe she guides me. To me, that's all that matters. Um, in in very simple things, sometimes it's uh, as much as. Uh, helping me know when to stop working on a project and set it aside and rest. Um, or it could be something as profound as writing several books. Uh, um, and, and some of the things that, are, that I'm working through uh, right now, sorting some of the things she said, some of the letters, are, are really um, something I'd never considered.
0: Can you give us um, just a little piece?
1: Uh, Let's see. See if I got something here. Sure. This is um, something I took from her December 2022. And I'll read some of it. The concept of life and death before and after of physical and etheric is deeply flawed. It is all one continuum while we continue to travel back and forth between what seems like two completely separate worlds. It is all one journey. Each of us is one soul on one path that has the ability to adapt, to adapt physics to whatever realm or universe we choose to be in. Our relationships of love, did not end simply because we changed where we are. Who we are never changes. We can change costumes to fit the current moment we find ourselves in. But again, who we are and who we love cannot change. It will not just because the realm we are in requires different laws of physics. Just because your eyes cannot adjust to what may seem at times like total darkness does not mean that I no longer exist, or that I no longer love, or that I no longer desire to be near you, and it goes on and on from there.
0: So, in other words, life does continue.
1: Ab- absolutely, it continues, and and it, it's it's all one journey. We tend to see our our physical lives right now as the journey, um, but it began much lo- much sooner than that, and extends far beyond that. It's all one journey.
0: Do you think that at some point, do we just keep coming back? I believe so
1: I, I, I believe very much in in uh, let's see how to put it incarnation as a matter of choice, one does not need to, but it, it's available. And, and the um the point to it i believe is to continue on a journey towards source that the journey the journey itself actually you, you hear sometimes that you know people say well the journey is the is it you know the goal isn't the the where your destination is the journey but that's actually very true because the journey never ends so there is no real goal goal the journey is the process of continuing on towards source it's the only process um, what
0: what what is source
1: to me that to me that I was raised with a, a literal God uh, you know that that created the earth in seven days it was all literal um, but I believe that it's it's more um, much more than that. It's it's a um, it is a term that's applied to the to everything the energy of everything the energy that surrounds everything um, and I believe there's an intelligence involved in it um, a creative intelligence so uh, you know I've I've shifted quite a bit from my youth to what I believe. And I also believe that you really can't, as a human being, get your head totally wrapped around it. So almost every explanation falls a little short.
0: Yeah, that can be true.
1: Yeah. I, have, I, I don't know that anybody has, you know, all the wisdom when it comes to explaining that.
0: Have you learned anything at all about the other side, As like, such as what to expect, um, what life is like on the other side? Um, if you choose not to come back, what happens then? do you just go on to like a heaven?
1: Um, I've got a friend who does research into this kind of thing. And, and he, he, uh, films folks that are under hypnosis or are working with a medium. And the first word that comes out of everybody's mouth when they refer to the other side is home. It's where we belong. Um, Marilyn calls her condition right now, her natural state. This is where she's supposed, this is what she is. Um, Where we are now is kind of the dream reality where she, where she is, is the actual reality. Um, What people do is entirely up to them. I've heard folks playing golf or football, you know, just, (laughs) or being in classrooms, studying physics, um, You know, um, studying creation, how to how to take energy and turn it into matter. So there's there seems to be almost an unlimited, undefined way of being that is is can be anything you want.
0: So, Tim, I have a question. Um, There's there's a place called Virginia City up in in Nevada. I don't know if you've ever been there.
1: I haven't been, but I kn- I've like,
0: you heard seen, about it. I've
1: seen the sign. You've seen
0: the sign. It's <laughs> yeah. a um, it's a living ghost town. Yeah. And every time I go up there, and there's a group of people. Every time any of us go up there, we feel like we've been there before. It's like the place calls out to us. Yeah. And so some of the people from this group um, started a um, like a little what they call a soul circle okay and and you know we go up there like a couple of times a year just to hang out and and go ghost hunting that sort of thing what is your idea do you think that there is a such thing as like soul families soul circles where people get together and um they just reincarnate from lifetime to lifetime all together
1: i i believe i I do believe that I don't believe it's it's like mandatory but i I believe Marilyn and I have reincarnated many, many, many times together. Um, I believe that some of the people in my life uh, have been with me many lifetimes. I've met people before, and I'm sure most people have that you just all of a sudden know that you know them. Mm-hmm. You know, without without any really communication, just standing next to somebody, you feel like you've you've been. In that position with them before, um, right? You know, so yes, I believe that very much, and I believe that we feel that um, almost everybody has somebody that became a friend before they even spoke. Um,
0: Do you believe that's true with places too, such as?
1: I th- I think that I think that a place can evoke that feeling. Yeah. Um, so if some of your friends had actually lived in that area. Uh, previously, and it could have been in an ancient ancient times or as recent as when the town was actually a thriving community. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Uh, I th- I think that's that would be a valid thought. Um, of course, it's the kind of thing that if somebody seriously asked you to prove it, it's like, well, eh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: like that would be like trying to prove God, you know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Either you believe it or you don't.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think that that's that's a real real thing that um, when you start trying to describe some of these etheric situations, um, it comes out like a paradox, like two sides of a coin, opposites. You know, mm-hmm. it is and it's not, but it is and it's it's this or it's that, but it's everything combined um, to create a whole.
0: I feel like too a lot of it is based on. Your own spiritual growth, True. Sure. and and it's it's true through religion, it's true through anything paranormal, just even in personal life growth, it's what you perceive and how you grow from whatever it is that you experience. That's what life is all about experiences. So for me, this was very hard. Um, I've you know grown up seeing ghosts and things like that, and for the oh. longest time, I was afraid to say anything because it didn't line up with people's beliefs and people were ever saying, well, you need to prove it. You need to And it's like, no, I really don't need to prove it to you because it's not up to me for you to believe. It's not my job to make you believe anything. It's up to you. So that was my.
1: Yeah. I, I believe as a very, very young child, I was able to see things that others didn't. Um, but I was in a family that absolutely wanted cookie cutter people. Uh, They wanted me to be the same person as my great, great grandfather, you know, so um, everything was restricted and uh, imagination was really tamped down pretty quick. Um, So now that I'm opening up, I see things now that I, I, that in my memory, it's like, well, yeah, I've seen that my whole life. I just didn't remember.
0: Do you have you ever experienced deja vu and realized that that was maybe something that you've experienced before in some other life?
1: Yes, yes, especially uh, Marilyn and I together when we were physically together. It was, there was a lot of that going on. Um, Situations that came up that uh, just confounded the rest of the family that we just seemed to know the answer to. Um, You know, so it was like almost neck snapping. We've been here before we know how to handle this. Um, you know uh, so yes, and even now um, you know just a little thing out of the corner of your eye um, will take you to a memory of something that that um, maybe not be of this lifetime. Is that if that makes sense
0: hoping mm-hmm. to so I know that you talk about she had daughters. Yeah. Are they able to communicate with her as well through this process?
1: Um, Her youngest daughter is really deep in still in grief, even seven years after mom passed Um, her, her biological father died um, four or five years before Marilyn did. Um, So there was this double whammy for her as a a young adult. That's difficult. And she's not fully recovered from my kids. Uh, my two old, my two daughters, um, they are completely aware that Marilyn is around them and guiding them. They don't specifically communicate, but they are very comforted knowing that, um, you know. And sometimes it's just they think that she's so ingrained in their mind that they know what she would do. Um, and there are times that it's just plain as day that she she pointed them them in the right direction to do something they would not have done.
0: Hmm, that's interesting so you said that this experience continues today have yeah. the messages changed or evolved along the way
1: yeah they've they've been they've become less and less about my own physical uh challenges and how to handle those and more and more about um, learning to share things with a wider audience um, and opening up myself to a greater experience um, so there's a lot of that a lot of uh, pushing me towards meditation um, something that that was difficult you know and it is getting easier um, I've learned I've learned not to think of me myself as a meditation practitioner rather a person who is practicing at meditation so I I don't have to do it right every time. If you're practicing, you can screw it up, and nobody cares.
0: <laughs> so I just have another quick question that just came through. Um, what about other planets, like life on other planets and aliens? Do you believe that we, that humans here on Earth, can go to a different planet and live a life cycle?
1: I I believe that's true. Um, simply put, if you believe that that where we're at now is not our natural state. That makes us aliens now,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Yeah, it does. You know, so that perspective allows you really easy access to the thought. Of course, why couldn't, you know, you be somewhere else in a different type of body in a different environment um, with a different uh, access to intelligence? It just seems that there would be so much uh, spiritual learning so much depth in that process too
0: have you heard about spirits being trapped in a place and haunting buildings and things like that
1: i I've heard about it
0: um What's but your I, thoughts I, on that? I,
1: well i I really haven't addressed it myself enough to know that much about it um it sounds challenging but I you know trapped sounds sounds um, that word challenges me. Um, maybe a choice, but I don't know about trapped. Um, like I say, it's not it's not something that has been a focus for me um, ever. It, it's something I'm becoming aware of, and the terms that folks use to describe that sort of thing. But I, other than just surface reading of the of the topic, I've really not done any studying, so it's hard to have a real deep opinion. Um, but I, I would hope that, um, nobody's trapped. That would be my hope that, that folks are where they are because they choose to be there. Or maybe it was a choice long ago and they forgot. I don't know.
0: Do you consider yourself a medium since you connect with the other side?
1: Um, that term is something that, uh, those who've, who I've come in contact with are starting to apply to me, um. They did very early on of uh, some of my earliest contacts with mediums is it was like, you could do this too. If, if you chose, um, and my focus has been primarily, um, connecting with spirit through writing. Um, and, and so again, if I were to train and do those things, I know I could connect with, with spirit. Um, Marilyn's brother has come through, um, My mom's partner who passed years ago has come through. Um, I've talked to both my grandfathers. So, yeah, I could if I wanted. Um, But this has got me really, really busier than I've ever imagined I could be.
0: Wow. (laughs) So do you think, I'm just trying to think about, you have a soul circle and then you cycle through life. And then you choose you want to come back. Is Do you sign up for different things to happen in your life?
1: In, in broad strokes, probably, yes. Um, I, I, think, I think you choose your parents. I think it's that detailed. I think you choose the general circumstance. Um,
0: I forget that there's a term for this, and I, I can't remember the term. Again, so I'm contract. not. am not. Yeah, a
1: contract, maybe a contract. I'm not really big on terms, so you know, if you're <laughs> asking me, I might, I might uh, draw a blank. But you know, what I do believe is, is that is that um you could have a really good plan, but but as humans, we get to choose again. Once we get, it's not like you know, you've got this grand plan that you've intertwined with other souls, and everybody's on board, and then. Uh, Joe decides to go off script and it screws everybody up. Um, you know, so for me, uh, Marilyn puts it kind of like this, is when you when you jump into the ocean of the currents of life, you don't always get to choose once you're there where it takes you. But you do get to choose how you respond. So you can have a great plan and it can be almost perfect. Um, you know, and the lessons you intend on bringing to yourself uh maybe deep and, and you may get here and just decide you want to take vacation instead
0: so how's has this communication from the other side influenced you in any way to teach others about moving through that grieving process
1: i i think that um the reason i wrote the book was to to allow folks to see that um first Uh, death is not an end, Um, that it can be just as uh, intimate and profound as a physical relationship. Um, And this first book, again, is kind of opening the door to further things that we've got to say. Um, You know, I, I say, I've got so much material. um, It's, it's almost a matter of boiling it down to what, what communications relate the story that's next in our in our uh, several book journey?
0: so if if death is just a transition um, as you stated, can you talk about how this can influence how we as a culture views death?
1: i th- I think that that if if this were widely accepted, Um, which I believe it's, it's, we're trending that direction, Um, you know, and I don't know if that means, you know, decades or centuries, but I believe that the, that humanity is heading towards an understanding uh, that death is more of a spiritual experience than it is an end to something. Um, We, as humans, we know, uh, we know, we know finite things, you know, the book ends, you know the the movie ends. You know supper is done. Everything has a beginning and an end, um, and that's a hard uh, collective habit to break. It, it will take time, but yeah, I think I think that uh, humanity will trend to understanding that death is 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 only a physical death. It's only a physical body that dies, and that. After that occurs, there's an expansiveness to the essence of what is remaining. And it can have the same personality. It can have uh, a greater reach. Uh, Marilyn can be with me and my daughters in what appears to me to be simultaneous time.
0: And that can happen for anyone, right? Sure. Mm -hmm.
1: I I believe so. I I believe that that in some ways... um, Maryland's and my experience is kind of um, I don't I don't know how to say it that doesn't sound too cocky, but we're kind of a prototype of what could occur this is this is what's possible. I think that's the if I could say anything that would be it. Our relationship is what is possible on an individual scale as well as a global scale and if everybody knew that, Um, nobody really dies it might change our our perspective on war on hunger Uh, it it might change absolutely every aspect of humanity Um, you know it, it would certainly change if you thought you were coming back it might change how well you take care of the planet
0: yeah that's a good point that's a really good point hmm So where can people find you and what are you working on right now?
1: Right now, I I am consolidating communication into book two, which I'll begin to write here shortly. Um, I've got a website, uh, timbear6.com, and I can be reached there. Um, My book is on Amazon, Evernear. I have a presence on Facebook just starting to learn Instagram and things like this, this, this kind of the process of being exposed to public, the public a little bit with a book kind of caught me off guard and I'm a little bit behind, <laughs> behind on get, getting, social media presence up and running. But um, yeah, my website is there. I've got a few uh, stories. I've got the story of how bear came into my life. Um, a couple other things. And um with any luck, there'll be notifications and things about the uh, upcoming book that probably uh, early 2025, I I found that I, well, I can write eight pages from Marilyn in a half hour. It takes me three hours to write a two paragraph email. (laughs) So, you know, so, so there's that. I, I, I wish I'd paid better attention in high school literature classes it would have been easier
0: well here's his book everyone this is what it looks like they got a cute picture of um, himself and in his wife so it's yeah. found on amazon
1: yep that picture was actually up at the top of the palm springs tram
0: wow well tim we are at the bottom of the hour is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to talk about
1: oh I don't don't know um like I say I'm I am just learning so much uh, of uh, what is available to me in this world of spirit um I I wake up every morning with uh not a lot of questions but a lot of anticipation for what the day may bring um I spend a lot of time uh photographing the area here um which I try to post occasionally, sometimes with some uh, of quotes of Marilyn's. Um, I I think, again, right now with this book, the biggest thing is death doesn't end. If I could just make it, death just doesn't end anything really. It actually allows expansion. Um, I am aware of things that I was not aware of before, Marilyn is not with me just when she's at home from work. She's with me 24-7. It is a much more um, intimate relationship than I could have ever imagined. Um, And there's more to come. You know, we have quite a bit more to do.
0: Well, Tim, I really look forward to your second book. I'm definitely going to have you back on the show.
1: Okay. That sounds like a fun thing.
0: I've done some photography in Joshua Tree as well just recently, so we'll have to compare notes on doing photography up there because that's just a wonderful place.
1: Yeah, I I can't wait to get up there. I've got some equipment that I bought so that I could do astrophotography, and um, I found out that uh, it's not dark enough here.
0: It is in Joshua Tree, though.
1: Yeah, in Joshua Tree, and it's only 30 miles away, and now that I can can Mm -hmm. motor around a little bit easier, I'm looking forward to that quite
0: a bit you can actually stay out there overnight yeah I find i'm
1: dragging the motorhome up there and that <laughs> way i can lock bear inside so he doesn't yeah not, not over
0: well tim it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you
1: for having me i really appreciate it
0: you've been listening to the gateway your portal to the unexplained and mystical and the otherworldly broadcast live from united public radio network 107.7 new orleans Find me online or on social media to find out the latest in books and artwork created by me at www.clthomas.org. Until next time.